from Big Studios in Compton, California, featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores, comedian extraordinaire That Dude Johnny C, and Mr. I'll Do Anything for a Buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up. Yo, what's up? It's that time again, Tuesday night. The West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, That's back us. at it. Ten minutes late, yeah, but ten, we haven't been in it's here. It's like two week, ten minutes, uh, two weeks and ten minutes late. Yeah, man, we, we haven't been here in a we minute. Two, two weeks, it's been we, I, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. yeah. No, three. <laughs> no, because we did one show before when it wasn't supposed to be. It was like on a Monday. Right, or something like that. Yeah. yeah See, yeah. I wanted to make sure we got all that we could get in but before. We, yeah, but then we didn't. And then you sabotage happened. God yeah, the, you, know, you know how it goes, bro. You know what I mean? Shit happens, man. He's a patron. He didn't warm up. He didn't warm up. Sure, out there throwing out an elbow. Yeah. Sports. We're back. Good it's back. Uh, Tuesday. It's 8-10. Wait for everyone <laughs> to get up in here. I don't even know what number it is. Oh, it's episode 119. 119, bro. And it's a special one. Special one for me. When I went to radio school... At the broadcast uh, academy radio broadcast and whatever the hell they are now because they've Beach eighty eight K Beach eighty eight K Beach eighty eight was it? I met this young man Mario Ruiz and we became the Dirty Birds there. We and we were doing this like funky little show and it did broadcast but only so far. It was just like to the parking lot. Yeah, sure. Let's parking, be real. Let's be real to the parking lot. <laughs> And, and and the studio's right in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. yeah. So but, once but, you rolled up, the studio's right there in front of everybody. What we would do is we would crack open the CD players because they would have their own shit. We'd bring our own stuff. We'd be so so. This was my first introduction to real, like just I, I don't know I don't radio just yeah. you know in general just yeah. radio making it yeah just trying to trying to create something and uh, yeah so welcome Mario Mario Ruiz. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. But there's a lesson in, in that that time that we were there at KBH88 at the academy there. We we had the the vision to think bigger, right? Like yeah. it was just it was just a little tiny little school and it only broadcasted like you guys were saying just to the hallways into the parking lot. But you know, with our show, I don't know why we called it the Dirty Birds, but we did, whatever, whatever. But we had rappers come in to yep. this little, yep. this almost like a false radio station, right? Yep. They would come in. We'd bring turntables in. We had DJ scratching. I mean, it was a party, and it set us up, right? It set us up on the right path, and we had a good yeah. vision, and I think we turned out okay. No, definitely. I think one time we brought in, uh, there was a, quite a few guys, and I actually have the tape. Yeah, and it was uh, this beat that you brought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the record was going, and then one after the other was just going on there, just doing their thing. And it was really cool, man. I still have that. I still have that. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. a great time, man. It was. A we great created time. characters, diamond. Yeah, there was. It was a great time, man. It was a great experience, and we learned a lot from there. And um, yeah, man, I just who thought of the name of this show here, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast? Me, yeah, because bro. that that is a pretty dope name. Thank you. I, I was listening to the West Coast song, you know, California's had a party. And myself and us three had been coming in so long already. And we didn't even know what we were doing or what have you. And it sort of reminded me of you and I, because I remember at first when we were doing it, we were going in there and was the chemistry there. It was starting to develop. But as soon as you think like, ah, this is probably going to be our last show. Boom. That shit just clicked. Wow, this is the best one. Dude. And then after that, you couldn't quit. Yeah. And then our, our chemistry was just there now. Yeah. And likewise with us. And when I came in, I'm just like, hey, we're the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Let's do it. And from that day forward, we did it. And uh, I, and that part of it as well was because it was at the time when all the podcasters and everybody was leaving California. Mm-hmm. And this is where you came During to COVID. make it. During COVID, when, yeah. everybody was, when everybody was moving. And this is where you came to make it. And on the way out, you're talking trash on, on, on this state, on this city that gave you what you have. And I, I felt a little dissed, in a sense. Because it's my hometown. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. You know, it ain't your hometown, but you came here to use it, and then you took off. And so, like, we are the defenders of the West Coast, the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Goddamn right. 
I Woo. love it, man. I love it. That's a great Play that name. Explosion, Mario. Drop a bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drop a bomb on that one. Drop something. <laughs> yeah. You talk about chemistry, though, and I think that we developed that chemistry, and it was kind of like right off the bat, not necessarily on the microphones, mm-hmm. but just as friends at the, at the oh, school. Yeah, yeah. We developed that chemistry, and it's not like very often that you're able to connect with somebody like that, you know, like right off the bat. Sure. And then I think. Uh, another uh, sign of good chemistry is the fact that we don't talk very often. Like, when was the last time we talked? It was like years, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think when I talk to you, when I see you again every single time, it's like we just pick up right where we left off, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not like, it's not that way with all of my friends. Sure. There's some friends, whenever I reconnect with them, it's like so awkward and it's so weird. But for some reason, like when I con- connect with Steve again, it's just real natural. It's, it's organic. It's not anything, you know, I think weird it's, or anything like that. You probably just don't owe him any money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. I, I, th- I think it's part of the thing was because we both were doing something that we love and that's what we had in common. Yeah. Was that radio. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I love radio, man. Yeah. Like this stuff right here, like these microphones, these headphones, like these cameras, these lights, like all these wires, the boards, the buttons. Like, we all love this stuff, right? And that's why we do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I'm just, like, you know, fortunate to to do this for a living. And, yeah, I'm just blessed, man. I'm just glad that, that I picked this route because I, already knew, I always knew that I didn't want to do school. And, and if there's <laughs> any parents out there listening, like, if you if your, your kid wants to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, go ahead, go to school. But school is not the, the only route to sure. achieving successes and, and dreams yeah. and careers. And I'm talking about dreams plural careers plural because i don't think you should just have like one thing that you do like i tell people you know like i work in radio i work in sports uh i make music and i'm the best dad i could be possible as well all at the same time and the best husband i could be possible at the same time and you don't just have to do one thing like if it was just me like just doing one thing like only working at espn and that's all i do i would be cool with that i'd be happy but i still got these other dreams and these other talents that I've been blessed with that I think uh, I would have to use. You know, you don't you don't get blessed with something and just not use it. You better use that talent. And then if you use it for good, well, that's even better. That's the ultimate payoff. No, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, talk about that. You know, when I met you, you were uh, in a hip-hop group. Yeah. What was the name of that group? Oh, I was in a few. So yeah, yeah. I was in the Outskirts Bunch. The Outskirts, I was in the Pompous the Pack. I was in a few different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember because I remember something about a piano song that you had told me about. Okay. Uh, but anyways, and then after school, um, you know, uh, Evelyn ended up at KGGI. Yeah, still yeah. there. We had a lot of talent come through that school and still doing their thing. Yeah. Dude, and, and I just did some stuff with her a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with that station and her and and Michelin Rumble. So she came through and then we reconnected there. Yeah. It's awesome. And then yourself, uh, ESPN. Talk about a little. Talk about ESPN, man. Oh, How it's been that? a blessing. It's been a blessing there at ESPN. I mean, the the reason I got into like radio and broadcasting is because my love for sports, and to be able to be working at ESPN for 20 years now, I just got like this little trophy that that Disney gives out to their employees in their 20th year yeah. at the company. It was like a, as a Simba. <laughs> it's like a huge Simba thing. I have it somewhere in the closet, whatever. But um. 20 years, it blew my mind. I've been there. I got, I met so many of my childhood uh, idols, you know what I mean? Yeah. Through the years, and it's just been amazing, man. I just, it's been a blessing. So when you, he's on, when you hear uh, LeBron going for, you know, points, whatever, whatever, when you hear that kind of stuff, the imaging of the station, that's Mario. Dang. That's Mario throwing it down. Image liner professional. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro. Hey, Wait but I feel, I feel right at home right here with all this Lucha stuff, man, because I grew up. Uh, going to TJ, going to Tijuana um, with my parents because I had grandparents that lived there. I had uh, aunts and uncles uh, that still live there. And uh, we would go almost every weekend, maybe like three times a month. So pretty much every weekend we would go out there on a Friday and it'd be like right after school. And I, I prayed that we, you know, hurry up, let's get ready, let's get ready, and just get down to TJ as soon as we can, because I wanted to make it to El Auditorio de Tijuana, which was where they had the, the luchas on Friday nights. And they started about 7.30 or 8, something like that. So if we leave the house, you know, like around 4 or so, we could make it. Yeah. We could make it, you know. We check in with the tío, tía, abuelita, whatever, say hi, and then boom, we're out. 
we're going to yeah. go see Luchas. And that was just like, man, growing up, that was just, ooh, I'm getting chills right now. Like, for real, <laughs> I got chills. Is that where I we got went? chills right now. Uh, uh, auditorium yep. Gu- yeah. Gutierrez. Fausto, Gu- Fausto Gutierrez. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. We, went yeah. Th- we went down there not too long ago to see Luchas. By the way, we need to leave yeah. by 12 to be Yeah, yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that. They didn't know 4 o'clock now, man. That was 12 noon. That was my childhood, man, going out there on the weekends and then going to El Centro, which is the downtown area. And they have these little uh, newsstands where they have all the magazines, you know. And I would just, I'd pick out like three or four magazines my dad would let me pick out and then take them, take them back to the car and then go back to my, in my tios and tias. And then my, my parents would be just be mingling with my aunts and uncles and I'd be reading the magazines. And I'd just be yeah. looking at the magazine, just staring through these masks, just staring at the guy's eyes. And I don't know what I was doing, but I was just like staring at their outfits and just like mesmerized yeah. by it. And that's just, oh man, great memories. And the power of Lucha. The power of Lucha. I remember the first time going into El Auditorio, right? There's a long hallway that goes <laughs> in. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, know yeah, it, this yeah. long hallway. And when you're in that hallway, you hear the echoes of the, of the ring. Boom, boom, right? Yeah. And I just was like, what the heck is this, right? And that just happened to be like the first match that I went, in, that I went into, they were already getting colored. They were already getting bloody and stuff, yeah. right? And I was like, what is this? And I was scared. My dad was like pulling me in. I was just like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of scary. But I still remember that vividly to this day, yeah. walking into there for the first time. Damn, man. The, uh, <laughs> the cool, like, there's not a lot of, or not, not all of them, the arenas that have that, like the long hallway. Yeah. And it's like such a cool walk when you go and they have like yeah. the pictures on the sides of the wall. Yeah. And the things they have. And it's just like that, that stadium is, is super set up for that cool walk. It Cause is. Cause it's like Staples Center doesn't really have that. The forum had it a couple spots yeah. where you would like walk down True. the hallway. True. And it's like, there's not like that's where you walk in and you just come out into it. Like yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so fucking cool, man. Yeah. And usually the there's multiple the entrances. Yeah. That's the main one right. where yeah. everybody was, goes in through. And it's like, we didn't do it, but both of us pulled out our phones to like, because it, it's someplace it feels like yeah. cool right there. It's like, yo, this is yeah. like something right yeah. here. Like this is, like, I agree. So you say, like, I can't even imagine as a, because as an adult, that yeah. hallway was like big and cool. I can't imagine being a little kid. Mm-hmm. That hallway must have seemed like two miles long. You yeah. know, you're in this big ass hallway with all these giant pictures. Like, oh my god, you hear fucking dude that yeah. might the the you know the Matt's mic. So the whole fucking yeah. thing. Like, oh, yeah, so good. We gotta go back. Before you leave, I'll show you video from when the last time I went, and okay. I got like this first person perspective on a nice gimbal of walking in, and then as soon as you walk in, you see the whole entire stadium. Yeah. Fucking badass. Yeah, it's like a big dome. Yeah, I remember dude. it was a big, huge dome, so that echoed like crazy. It was amazing, man. Yeah, and it's it looks the same. Like, back in the day when I was five years old, like, it still looks very, very similar. Things don't change. Out there in TJ, <laughs> Tijuana, they don't change. No. Stuff is all half-built. It never gets fully built. Yep. Yeah. Um, El has like, only been kind of, like, refurbished on the outside on the sure. outside there's it's been done up a little bit but the inside exactly the same them guts are the same <laughs> yeah and yeah. the audience is a, is a very different man you know what i'm saying they're into it they're yelling i remember we were sitting um across from this little girl and she's yelling and cursing and flipping mm-hmm. off the the yeah. guy her mom's with her and it was like damn like they were into it, bro. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't matter if it was girls, boys, everybody was into it, man. And it I'm not awesome. really into it as much as as much as I was back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't want to sound like an old man, but I just don't think um, it's it was as good as back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I do like, I like Pentacero Miedo. I like him Yo, a sure. lot. And I had to men- mention him in one of the songs. I got this song about um, Yerba Mate, which is the drink I'm drinking right now. A song is called Mi Mate. But I, there's a line in there where I say... Uh, uh, we're in the we're in the quarantine. We're in the quarantena. Tengo cero miedo, como dice penta. So like the lucha, I always represent. You know what I mean? So the lucha heads out there, they they probably appreciate that one. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. And he's one of my favorites now from this era. The only thing, man, AEW, why is he always losing, bro? Yeah, losing <laughs> so so for the video, I reached out to him on his Instagram. I didn't have no contact with him, so I reached out to him on his Instagram and say, hey, um, I got this line. Uh, about you in the song, if I can just get like a mask or a t-shirt or something like that, I'll throw it on in the video. And he responded. He responded back, and we went back and forth. It was pretty cool. But I don't even know Hell if it was yeah. him or not. But sure. Whoever runs the whoever, social media. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. 
Mario will tell you if it was him. Yeah, it might have been Mario. <laughs> He's seen his face. It might have been Mario saw him with no mask on. Yeah. I know. Mm. Fucking ruin Kayfabe. You're ruining the business. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see him. I yeah, see him. Me, we <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> oh, when, no. Because they have uh, a store in Pasadena. Yeah. They sell like all kinds of lucha shit. Yeah. And they have shows there, too. What's the name of the store? Uh, Republic of Lucha. Yep, yep. I've and seen so, it on Instagram. So we went to go to their show, and you look up. And Penta was watching the show like before, but he had just he didn't have his mask on, but he just mm -hmm. had like a towel over. Okay. His, so you could, but I was like, that's mm -hmm. too like get out of here. Like mm -hmm. I like either go put your mask on yeah. or go or get out of here. I don't want to because I was staring up there like I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm not gonna watch the match. <laughs> I'm gonna watch him until I see his face. Yeah. You know? like, get out of here. I got man. one more lucha story. One more. Here, if I could, if I could. Uh, me and my dad were El Auditorio were there and uh, watching the match. I was probably like seven or eight, probably around in there. And uh, we're in one of the hallways where the main hallway where the wrestlers come out of, right? Yeah. It's a, it, was, it was a door. It was like a screen door back in the day. It was just mm -hmm. a screen door. And um, my dad was posted up, leaning up against the wall there. And the door was open a little bit. And there was a big buff dude, right? And he had a, a ski mask on. He has a ski mask on and he's just watching. And then my dad is like right next to him. And then they started just chopping it up, talking, right? And then so I go over to my dad just to hear what they're talking about. And they're just talking about the fight that's going on. And it was Rey Mysterio Sr., the, the uncle, right? And he was fighting there. And, you know, he he trained Conan and a lot of guys, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of guys. So the guy with the mask, that the ski mask that my dad was talking to, they were chopping it up. And then the match ends. And then the guy with the ski mask runs into the ring, right? Runs in there, just throws over the, the gate and just runs in there. And we're like, what the heck? And he starts beating up on Rey Mysterio Sr., and then um, Rey Mysterio's on the ground, he's like, ah, and then he grabs the mic and he goes, that's Conan, that's Conan, da, da, da. So I was like, dang, my dad is like sitting here talking to Conan, yeah. <laughs> like with the ski mask on, we didn't even know. Conan's had a crazy history, man. You it's know what the, I'm saying? It's the whole Kogan of Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And he's not even Mexican. Yeah. That's uh, great. He was mad at... Um, uh, Takeshita. Yeah. He was mad at this Japanese wrestler, Takeshita, because they were in El Paso, which is where fucking Eddie Guerrero's from. And he did the fucking, he did the shimmy before he did a frog splash. And Conan was like, fuck that, he's Asian. Like, he shouldn't be doing that. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, okay, Stick to you're your Puerto Rican. Like, you don't, like, you, don't see, you don't get to be mad. Like, yeah. you're a Puerto Rican dude who pretended he was Mexican. Like, yeah. for his whole, like, you don't get to be mad because an Asian dude was paying respect in Eddie Guerrero's hometown. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. this is where he's from. Like, he wasn't doing, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but so true. old guys just got to say wild shit so that people will listen to them talk. You know He said I mean? it was like, a joke. Yeah, of course he did. Afterwards, he, he did, I heard the thing. <laughs> he, did not, he did not say it. Joking, you no. know. And then after he's like, "Oh, I was just kidding." It's like, "Oh, really?" Because I can. I heard the tone of your voice. Didn't sound like you were kidding. I didn't hear any yucks after. Hey, he came out that night that we went to crash. Remember, he came. Oh out yeah, there? yeah, he, he talked out the microphone. He's still out there, bro. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still, still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was at one of the uh, Lucha Republic. He's like, I remember Mario's dad was talking to me <laughs> over that corner yeah. twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, tell him that story. He probably remembers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So ESPN, I remember the first time I, I mean, I know you've done music forever, mm -hmm. but then when you started doing other music, you did Triple G's mm -hmm. Mexican style. Yeah. How was that, man? Well, twofold. Awesome song, and I appreciate Triple G um, giving that homage to the Mexican style of boxing. Yeah. But then now he's going against Mexicans. How yeah. do you feel like on that? Like when he went up against like, you know, Canelo, what side were you on? Or were you always like, I'm Triple G? No Almost Triple G. Like, um, in the sport of boxing, like uh, I like styles and I like uh, certain styles and certain fighters' personalities. Uh, I, don't, I love my Mexican fighters too, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm always going to be rooting for them. You know what I mean? Just because um, they're Mexican. Just yeah, just yeah. because they're Mexicans. You know, I write, I root for who I like, um, who you know, who the styles that I like. But anyway, like when I was doing the the Triple G song, the whole idea started whenever it was uh, Triple G coming up. You know, he's just mm -hmm. coming up. He got his first fight on HBO. And I remember after the fight, he was like, he was like, you know, this is my style. It's it's like Mexican style. This is my style. It's like Mexican style. And I said, man, like I already like this guy. Sure. And now he's saying, oh, my style is like Mexican style. I said, boom, that's a song. That's a song. So I said, well, let me connect with with like another Mexican rapper in the L.A. area, and let's get together and let's do this song called Mexican Style. It's about a Kazakhstan fighter named Triple G. And so I hit up my, my, my boy, Omar Cruz, 
And uh, he used to be on Interscope Records, and you know he's had songs all over the radio as well. And we got together, and he loved the idea, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So then we put the song together. The song came out pretty good. I was pretty proud oh, of yeah. the song. And I already had to connect on Triple G's people. I had his, um, oh, yeah. I had his uh, management team. I had his trainer. I had everybody, right? His publicist. And I was like sending them emails when the song got done. Like, hey, let's get together and let's maybe like collaborate on a release of this song. And I think it'll be good for Triple G. And Triple G is not even known, right? Like he's barely coming up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really get a response from anybody. So I said, oh, okay, no problem. I understand. It's all good. Like, who would I think that just they're going right. to just respond and say, yeah. oh, yeah, let's do oh, it. We're sure. fucking stoked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was hit or miss. Whatever. It's all good, you know? At least you swung. Yeah, good for you for taking the yeah, shot. To exactly. Begin with. Yeah. So then I said, let's just release it. We release it. I remember it was like on a Friday. And then I went to a concert at Staples Center. And I was at the concert. And then my phone just keep buzzing off in my my pocket and i was like what is this zit, 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 zit. i'm like what the heck who the heck is texting me and then the song is pretty much going viral like in my pocket on youtube and i'm like what the heck and boom numbers keep going up comments are coming in and i ain't never had a song like that like all of a sudden just go like that yeah so then i was like oh this is great this is great and then the next day when we woke up uh triple g had posted it on his Instagram, and then his people contacted me and responded to the emails. That's how you <laughs> they yeah. responded to those emails that even, I sent a couple days ago. Even without the nickname, even without Triple G, this fool's name is Gennady Golovkin. Like that, yeah. like yeah. it's already hard as fuck. Yeah, you know? like he already yeah. sounds like yeah. this fool's gonna fuck you up. You he fool? just had all these like dope lines. Like whenever he was getting interviewed, he's like, "This not game. This fight. I like fight." Like, damn, yeah. I'm scared. You know, in the UFC, it happens in the same thing. When you hear, like, these... That's all the dudes from Dagestan. But you hear any of these, like, Russian, Eastern European... Yeah. ...who... English is not their first language, and they may, they don't have the subtlety in their language... Right. ...to be able to not talk shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's like, yeah. I'm going to smash that fool. Like, they don't have yeah. the, oh, yeah. it'll be a good fight. You know, they don't have that. They have, like, I'm... I'm going to smash him. Yeah. Stuff, that's, stuff that's doesn't translate. Happen. Like, no. it doesn't translate directly. And that happens in Spanish, too. Like, with some of my aunts and uncles, when they try to speak English, like, it doesn't translate As properly. Well, like, it's the, but, but shit like that, like, I, I'm not playing this as fight. I yeah. like to, I like to fight. Yeah. Like, like he, he, would, he would compliment other fighters and say, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. And like, you're just like, is he talking smack? Yeah. Or is he, yeah. like, giving a compliment? But really, he was, like, being, like, respectful and be like, yeah. he's a good boy. They're, be, they're, <laughs> they're like sincere yeah but the, like but the words sometimes like oh shit man yeah. this fool talking mad shit and like the, the my dad loves sports in general but boxing mm -hmm. is his shit like yeah. that's yeah me too so i've known about triple g sit like when he came on hbo my dad was like yo you gotta watch yeah. like, you have to see this dude you know he like, exploded on the scene yeah. that dude's the man yeah so then his, his team was like you know you're let's come be part of triple g and uh his fight is going to be at the carson uh stub hub center Oh, we're gonna play it on the jumbotrons when he comes out to the ring. Da da da. Come, we, they got his credentials, seats, and everything. Uh, we partied with him after. We we're having tacos with him after after party. Uh, it was great. And then um, his next fight was at the Forum. We did another song for him at the Forum. Played at the Forum. We're just like, whoa, this is crazy. That's dope. Uh, and that song we did was called Good Boy Killer because you say Good Boy all the time. Yeah. So we named that song Good Boy Killer. He invited us up to um, to Big Bear to see him train and we shot a video there in Big Bear in the snow and the big trees and inside the gym and uh, it was it was a great video and then his next fight was at Madison Square Garden they flew us out to Madison Square Garden oh, and yeah. we did a third song and that was the last song a third song and that one played at Madison Square Garden the Jumbotron and that was just crazy too that was a great experience. Dude, so you've wild. already performed in these like places yeah, that yeah. people wish they could perform man. Yeah it, it's, yeah I guess it no, counts. You, you know what I mean? It kind of counts. Yeah. It doesn't not count. You know what I mean? It doesn't say. not count for sure. Yeah. We were roaming around the halls, you know, the back halls of, of Madison Square Garden. Uh, just amazing place, historic place. Has a lot of character in it, you know? It was awesome, man. Yeah, and, and to hear those walls echo your songs off of it, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's people that wish that could, you know, that, you know, their songs can even be played on the radio. I'm sure you're not the only dude who wrote a song for Triple G. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a lot, of, I mean? a lot of folks from Kazakhstan, they hit us up and said, let's do a remix or let's Hell do a yeah. song together. Da -da. And um, still, like, th that song still gets shazammed over in that part, like in yeah. Russia and, you know, 
uh, England and China and Japan and Kazakhstan, it still gets shazammed because I see the, the the numbers that come uh -huh. in like monthly, and I'm like, so that that means somebody is playing it uh, publicly either on the radio or like at a restaurant or somewhere. Yeah. Because it keeps getting shazammed. Yeah. Like if you want to shazam something, that means you're hearing it somewhere, right? And yeah. you don't you're have access. Playing. And you don't have access to find out what it is. Yes. You can't ask them. You're not at somebody's house where you can be exactly. like, "What is this?" Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of cool. No hell yeah, man. Yeah. Damn. And then now you have a couple new songs. Yeah. Um, your drink. My Me, I got a song called Me Mate. Yeah. Yeah, I have time to release uh, maybe three or four songs a year. That's my goal. Like yeah. three or four songs a year. Um, Me Mate was the one, was a couple, it was probably like about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then I dropped a song just a couple weeks ago called Living It Up. Living It Up uh, is a very personal song on the second verse. I get very personal, talk about um, my son and my family and, and my battle every day. Just, um, you know, sometimes you, you're not feeling so well. You're not feeling so strong mentally, but still uh, still throwing love in the air and still living it up as much as you can mm -hmm. every day, you know? That's I think that's about. all we can do, man. What's the old saying? Fake it till you make it, right? Yep. And if you can't wake up with a smile on your face, fuck, I mean, you're already, you're already behind the eight ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have people text me in the morning and they're like, oh, good morning. I'll be like, you know, it's a great morning. And they're like, yeah, yeah. for you. I said, like, man, you were live, bro. Yeah. Right, right. It's a great morning for you, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And until you get yourself out of that mentality, it's never going to be a great morning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we all have we all have our, <laughs> our battles and our and our things that we think about and shit, you know. But That's why I try to stay busy, busy as hell. I mean, busy as heck because, um, you know, like the idle mind is the devil, devil's playground. Mm -hmm. So I try to stay as busy as I can. So with uh, the ESPN stuff, that keeps me busy full-time. And then the LAFC stuff keeps me super busy. I also work for Los Angeles Football Club, which is um, right here, uh, LAFC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best team in Major League Soccer. We just won the MLS Cup. Um, working for them, producing the broadcast of the games. So I'm at every game. So whoever comes out Hell to the yeah. game, look up to the booth. I'm up there producing the games. And you then, know my boy, Baseball Head? Yep, yep. He takes care of that little I just, area. I just, uh, I just interviewed him um, on Saturday. Nice, Saturday, nice. I talked to him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's Dodger head and he's LAFC head. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He started off at Michelin Rumble. Okay, that's that where he started first one. doing it. Yeah, oh, he, that's cool. He came to the Michelin. I think he was doing LA stuff at the time. Yeah, and he came to the Michelin Rumble and he had our logo and then all the logos of all the Michelin vendors on his head. Nice. And so we had him keep coming, keep coming, and then. Uh, the individual Michelin vendors started, you know, um, paying him to come out with their logos on. Yeah. And then he got huge, man. It's just, it's just having an idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? He yeah. said, fuck it. Most people would be like, I'm not going to paint my face. Yeah, like, that. oh, cool, man. Yeah, but he did now, it. Now he's fucking out there doing it. He, he's almost him. a mascot. He's almost yeah. a mascot at LAFC. He walks around and he can't even go to the bathroom because yeah. people want to take pictures of him. Yeah. And, and he, he embraces it. And the team embraces him, too. And that's the thing about LAFC is really it's really about community and it's about building a good culture mm -hmm. that represents LA to the fullest. Like you sure. go to I don't know if you guys been to LAFC, but you guys mm -hmm. gotta go to LAFC. I wanna go. Yeah. You guys gotta go. Cause I was out. Like I'll tell you, I the LA Galaxy. I, I was out. Like yeah. I was just. Yeah. I like the name of the fucking team. I, 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 there's a bunch of shit that I didn't like about it. A lot and, of people don't connect to the Galaxy. Let's just say that much. And when you go to LAFC, people connect to LAFC. Right off the bat, but even like the logo, I was in the same. I was in, I was in yeah. on the, I was in on the logo. Yeah, I was in that there was no name. That this is the LA Football Club. Like that's yeah. the fucking name, like yeah. European style. Yeah. Like there was football, so, football. Yeah, LA there was, Football there Club. There was so much stuff that I was in. Immediate the, the 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 same things that made me out immediately on the Galaxy yeah. made me in immediately on LAFC. I was like, this is. I like this. I yeah. like I like this logo. I like the name. I like all this shit. But I haven't been to a game yet. But now I would like to. I tell everybody it's the best atmosphere in sports in LA. Best atmosphere, bar none. Like I'll bet. Yeah, you guys got to come through. Well, because everybody there gives a shit. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of people at Dodgers game. They don't give a fuck about the Dodgers. No, they're just exactly. there. They're just, Lakers yeah. game. They're there to look at famous yep. people. Yeah, like all this. They're just there for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Go. I, I, I mean, I'm guessing at the fucking game, everybody's there because they want to be there. Yeah, they, and they give a shit. So we're going on our sixth year now, and every single home game has been sold out. Every single game. It's like uh, it's it's pretty tough to get a ticket. Um, and it's almost like got 
it's got that Dodger Stadium type type of vibe, like that pavilion type of vibe, and then it also got that Laker um, front row court side type of vibe because the celebs come out too. Yeah, because uh, where your boy, the soccer head, where he um, where he chills at, he chills with all the celebrities, right? Yeah. And there's like there'll be Bieber there, there'll be uh, just everybody, just yeah. all kinds of people there. Be real, he sits in the supporter section. So in soccer. Behind the goal is where the supporters section. The supporters are actually the 3252 who are connected with the team. They have a direct connection with the team. The team takes care of them, and they make sure that they hold the players accountable for playing well. And if you don't play well, the 3252 is going to let you know. And uh, that's the way that's the way football culture is. The supporters they're there to support you 100% till the death. But as soon as you stop representing for the team and start slipping. They're going to let you know. And you better respond in the right way and start playing well. But anyway, it's been all love with the 3252. It's been all love. And uh, that section, it goes off. If you're in that section, you yeah. better be cheering. You better be jumping. Or else you got to go to the other side. You got to get away. <laughs> if you want to passively yeah. watch, you got to watch someplace else. And who, who, the person that's leading the drum section in there, be real. <laughs> be real has his drum set underneath the, the stands. There's mm-hmm. a cage there that has all their drums, all the percussion, whatever they use, the fireworks, the... The you know all the smoke and everything is under there, so before the game they get that stuff out of there and they go up to their seat and you see B Real up there and he's just banging them drums. Hell yeah, Bobo B Real, it's awesome, man. I was saying, like, if there's percussion, they gotta get Bobo up there. That's yeah, different. Bobo's up there he as does, well. Uh, he plays the drums. For so first it was B Real. B Real was there first and he was like, "This is amazing. I gotta bring Bobo." And then he brought Bobo and then they. Now they're there every single game, and they did um, two songs already for the team already, which are really dope songs, really oh, dope yeah. songs, yeah. And I love, like, and, like, because I know Murs did a song for the Galaxy. He did, yeah. Um, Lars's band, the Old From Casuals, did a, a song for the San Jose Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Like, they got, like, I love that there's, like, yeah. like local love bands are making songs for these fucking football clubs. Like, it's yeah. super cool. It's that culture, you know what I'm saying? So the yeah. it just brings it together. Mm-hmm. I can hear it in his voice right here. You know what I'm saying? I can hear that yeah. already, the vibe that's there. <laughs> yeah. Just by the way you speak about it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's awesome, dude. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, uh, Baseball Head had hit us up and was like, hey, you should come through and what, whatnot uh, as well. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't had a chance to go through, but it's something When's that- the season? When is the season? Yeah. So the uh, season opener is this Saturday. Oh, oh shit! Damn. So it's going. It's starting against right the now. Galaxy season oh, opener. Oh shit! But this one is at the Rose Bowl. So the Rose Bowl is the Galaxy's old home stadium. Uh, back in the day, they used to play there before they built uh, whatever that Carson Stadium is called now. I forget what it's yeah. called, but they they change the name all the time. Yeah. But uh, now they used to play at the Rose Bowl. That used to be their home. And uh, this Saturday, we're gonna go in there and turn it. Uh, we're gonna black it out. And we're gonna you know, get the three points. Well, that's why I think I think they went there like you know what? Let's make as much money as we can because these guys are bringing them. Yeah, people are coming, so let's just we we're gonna lose. We might as well make some money <laughs> off their off their supporters because uh, they they're gonna they're gonna. So turn it's it their up. it's their home game. It's the Galaxy home game. Yeah. And um, matter of fact, I was talking to you about the supporters and how they got you to the death. But if you're not performing well, they also will let you know. So the Galaxy haven't been performing well, and their general manager is not really the favorite of the fans right now. So their supporters are boycotting. They're, they're, boy, they're boycotting that game. So oh, as of now, we don't really know how many Galaxy supporters are going to be at that game at the Rose Bowl at their own home game. So every team has a group of supporters. Yeah, some stronger than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some stronger than others. LAFC has the best supporters section. The best, the 3252 is, is the best section. Oh, yeah. Right. Shit. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know it went down like that out here. Yeah. yeah. Shit. I'm used to watching the TV fucking Mexican League. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so there's not, there's no other sport that I know of that does that. Like in baseball, there's no like organized group. That, yeah. 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 Well, they, they have Pantone. Be, whatever they might have some groups. Yeah. But nothing that the, that the team itself recognizes is in, and yeah. supports. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, we won the MLS Cup. We were the champions last year. Um, so when you win the MLS Cup, you get entered into the Champions League, which is a tournament outside of the MLS season mm-hmm. where you play against other champions in your region, like the Mexican League, Liga MX. So you play the champions in there. You play Costa Rica, Jamaica, El Salvador, all the different champions from all the different leagues around here. You get a chance to play against them and see who is the champion of champions. Dang. So uh, in March, I believe it's March 9th, LAFC is going to Costa Rica and playing against the champion of Costa Rica. 
play one game out there, and then the next week, that same team from Costa Rica comes out here to L.A., mm -hmm. and they play against LAFC. Turn around, yeah. And it's just uh, two games, and they combine the score, and whoever has the, the most goals out of those two games combined advance to the next round. Okay, yeah. sure. Is, did this just start, or is this the first game for that? Uh, it will be the first game for the Champions, yeah. Champions okay, League, Champions yeah. League. Damn, man, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's fresh. Because I know they do that in Europe as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So if you win the Champions League, I was you say, get a chance to go over there. So Seattle, Seattle from uh, MLS, they won the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League, and they got, a, they got a chance. They were one game away, one game away, this little MLS team from playing against Real Madrid. Damn. Really? That's yeah. the coolest thing about football is it really is yeah. so open. There's like, yeah. you, like, you can have a chance to play against, like, you have the smallest team, like little, and they'll get. If you keep playing, you get a chance to play against big dogs. Like, exactly. You, know, you, you can find out. Yeah. Damn. And I wish they would do that, like in in basketball, or like, cause there's, like, there's no. I mean, there's there's nowhere. No, no basketball has like I mean, Spain, China, uh, Argentina. Have their good team. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're not coming over here. No, they're, they're, they're not. not coming over here beating any, exactly. any the, like uh, get out of here. They have no, to make it right. the not Champions League. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're Your right. champion can play against uh, the the number one team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're right. You totally. But I think it would be cool. I but think it's it'd cool. be. A, but the concept. Yeah, is awesome. The concept, you know, the concept, and I think for awesome. those other teams, you know, to play against, let's say they play against the Lakers or something. Yeah. Tell me they wouldn't love that. Like Barcelona's a good team out there too. Just like Barcelona and soccer, you know, yeah. is a great team. They have a good basketball team too. Yeah. That's like Pal big sports city, big sports city. Yeah, you know? of course. The so Gasol like, brothers. The Gasol brothers came from yeah. over there. So like you wouldn't you can't tell me Barcelona wouldn't love to play against, you know, like the Celtics or it's like crazy Lakers. That, like football, like, there's a real world champion. Yeah, yeah, because it's the cha it's champion of all. Like they yeah. keep they keep playing if there's only one. Yeah, like yeah. whoever you you're good, you won your league. All right, you play these dudes. You won that, cool. We got some other people for you to win. Oh, okay, cool. You won that. Okay, you're, you're flying to Europe. Yeah, it's like you keep it. It's like all right, we we beat everybody. Are we the champion? Like you're yeah. the champions now. Yeah, like ah, we did it. We're finally <laughs> the fucking champions. Yeah. yeah, but there gets to be every year one team. Of one league that says, yo, we beat everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck that. We're the champions. We're the best. Like, and, and speaking of champions, Argentina, who just won the World Cup, they drink this yerba mate. I've been drinking this for a few years, but yerba mate is a, is a magical drink, man. You guys got to get it. I'm going to It's awesome, man. It's got a lot of benefits. <coughs> a lot of benefits, like mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. It kind of It's kind of like a coffee type of okay. thing, you know. Um, it it's, gives you energy. Uh, if you want to dial in and focus on doing some work. I do. This, this will help you out. Like I've seen this in a can before. Yeah, the can, I, I wouldn't do that one. I'm just saying, this is I, like, I've seen it. Yeah, the know? can. Yeah. A lot of people like the can, and I'm not knocking the can, but I think this, um, the traditional way in a gourd with the loose leaves is, is a better way to do it. It's a more natural way to do it. And this used to be a social type of drink. It used to be like where before the pandemic, <laughs> this is crazy to say, but before the pandemic, you would pass this around. So like I would pass oh, this okay. to you, and you pass you, sure. and you, and then we all be sipping it, and I would be the one that brought it, and I'd be the one that would keeps taking care of it. I keep pouring it, making sure that it's looking right, making sure that it's filled up for you and filled up for you, and it was it was cool. It was a fun thing to do socially, and I still like to do it socially, but I can't really share it. <laughs> where where really, yeah. where did that start? Because this start is from South America. Okay, this is from South America, and I always used to see soccer players do it. Not always, but once in a while, yeah. I would see soccer players doing it, and I was like, what is that? What is that? And then when I started working at LAFC, uh, I saw a couple players. They were doing it, right? They were drinking it. And I was like, let me just let me just order this stuff, and let me just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, you can get on Amazon. So yeah, yeah. I was like, let's, let's search it up on Amazon. And I got it. Oh, man, I fell in love with it, man. I fell in love with it. At first, it's kind of like a bitter dirt taste. It tastes like land. It tastes like just like <laughs> dirt. Uh, but then... I mean, sold. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, right. Oh, sold. But then, like, after a few drinks, like, it starts to taste chocolatey, chocolatey, and it and it also makes you feel a little bit happier. Like, if you're in a bad mood, mm -hmm. if you're like down, depressed, this helps out. I mean, it helps me. Uh, it's kind of magical to me. Yeah. But uh, I would like everybody to try it for themselves. Is there mushrooms in it? No, no. Okay. But you can. <laughs> you can, you can yeah. add it to anything. That's the new thing. Mushrooms is a new thing. The microdose. Oh yeah, that's the new it, thing. Microverse. So on Amazon, I can order the cup, the gourd. The, the it's gourd, called a gourd. 
the gourd, the leaves, the, the straw, bombilla, the whole nine. The bombilla. So okay. what's yeah, in it? Yeah, a metal straw, bombilla. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's yerba, it again? The leaves called yerba, yerba mate. Yer yerba okay. mate. Yerba mate, yeah. So I can get the gourd, the yerba mate, mm -hmm. and the... Bombilla. Bombilla. Don't touch my bombilla. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You guys got to hear my mate song, man. I, I had fun with that one. Oh, I just yeah. I just talked about the whole culture of uh, of mate. I talked about um, Obama drinking it. Uh, I talk about Messi, Ronaldo, the Pope. Everybody's been seen drinking it and loving it, oh, partaking shit. in it. Giselle Bundchen. We do have a song that you did. That Which one? Which play. one we got? Uh, it's that one you sent me. I think it's your newest uh, one. Living It Up. Yeah, that's my newest one right there, Living well, It Up. Okay, you said a little bit about it, that inside they, they have some lyrics that are that are really oh, close yeah. to home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we give it a spin. Let me hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, baby. Good heart, yeah, I know I'm not perfect. Loving every day, living at my purpose. You see, the key is to make memories with the whole family. Na 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 na. Stay living it up. Got faith in the Lord, never giving it up. Got problems of my own that I don't even share. Still, you see me outside throwing love in the air. Yup. Stay living it up. Got faith in the Lord, never giving it up. Got problems of my own that I don't even share. Still, you see me outside throwing love in the air. Yeah. Tapping into my excellence. God bless my family friends been battling through the pain but i still live it up man tapping into my excellence god bless my family friends been battling through the pain but i still live it up man nah i don't know about you because you be bringing negativity when you slide through got my own set of issues i don't bring them to you to keep it honest with you i'm barely making it through watch out got dreams that i still chase i live life simply at my own pace got plenty wins took many l's but i learn every time then i excel in the middle of the ring gotta let them swing in the fight of my life hit a ding ding i took a deep breath and gave it all to god because when i got up on my side i'm beating any squad good heart yet i know i'm not perfect loving every day living at my purpose you see the key is to make memories with the whole family na 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 stay living it up never giving it up that I don't even share Still you see me outside Throwing love in the air Yup, yup Stay living it up Got faith in the Lord Never giving it up Got problems of my own That I don't even share Still you see me outside Throwing love in the air Yeah Tapping into my excellence God bless my family and friends Been battling through the pain But I still live it up, man Tapping into my excellence God bless my family and friends Been battling through the pain But I still live it up, man Hey, where the hope at? This is my son right here What are you guys doing in here? You're supposed to take me to soccer practice Yo, what does it look like we're doing? We're shooting a music video, man Go back inside, go play the mommy Let me finish why are you even wearing sunglasses in the garage? It's not even sunny. Had my life okay, had a step back Hey, hey, got my faith back Got a son and a wife, every day I gotta fight back Give grace to my son when it's bedtime He asks for the same thing every night time He asks God to bless him with a sibling I put the trust in that, so God willing Man, been so many times Had a baby on the way that we lost some way My little man wants a sister to hold and play That's my miracle boy, I thank God every day Hey, so we live it up, gotta live it up Never thought one time about giving up don't want to hear about it gotta stay strong because this life right here so precious god bless us i stay the fresh us the one staying prayed up yep that's us take a break now put the work down spend time with your kids live it up now every day i wake up is a miracle blessing another day to live it up another life lesson down on my knees, pray for peace, that's what I need Let me feel the breeze and the trees come and find me All I wanna do is find peace in my brain Cause sometimes I go insane, Holy Spirit come inside me Down on my knees, pray for peace, that's what I need Let me feel the breeze and the trees come and find me All I wanna do is find peace in my brain Cause sometimes I go insane, Holy Spirit come inside me Oh Yeah, yeah. so that's everywhere That's on uh, all the stream platforms, it's on YouTube 
You can go check that out. Add that to your to your gym playlist. Yeah. Go work out to it. <laughs> For your inspiration in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who were your favorite MCs growing up? Oh, man. MCs growing up. I used to like Most Def a lot. Because uh, I, I, this is what I heard just from Steve saying the name of the group that you were in earlier mm-hmm. and that one song. I was like, oh, this is like Backpack. I was like, this is my style. Yeah. I was like, this is like Backpack, yeah, West yeah, Coast, yeah. Underground Hip Hop. Like, So you say Most Def, it's like, oh, yeah, that, 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 that is, like, that's exactly where I was at. Like, yeah, that. man. I had a lot of inspiration, <laughs> not even just from like hip hop. I had a lot of like... Uh, inspirations just as a kid my parents would play Tigres del Norte uh, Juan Gabriel you know Spanish stuff like that Um, Michael Jackson you know and like this whole thing of like rapping is just it's just me it's not even like I'm trying to be a rapper I'm trying to be hip-hop or whatever like hip-hop is the way I walk it's the way I talk sure this is in me like you, you can't Nobody taught me anything about hip hop. Rap is I something. Just, rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you are. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, I am yeah. hip hop, and it's like, even the new music now, I uh, I appreciate some of the good stuff. And um, I mean, I'm a little bit older to relate to a lot of the lyrics, and uh, I think I've matured to be, you know, really bumping that type of music. But yeah. I still like, man, that kid is doing a thing, his thing. He's got talent, but I might not relate to the to the lyrics he's talking about, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I don't really like it that much. Right. And plus, I can't be riding to it with my son in the back of the car. But um, yeah, like I wake up the way I brush my teeth. I'm hip hop. Right. The way I walk, the way I strut, you know, everything is, is hip hop. So I'm not trying to be anything. Like I haven't listened to any new. And I, and I bet like, again, I want to sound like an old man. Mm-hmm. Hip hop barely exists anymore. Yeah. But that's because hip hop became everything. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was hip hop was its own little fucking genre of its own mm-hmm. little niche thing, and then it got sucked into the mainstream. And I sucked is a negative word. Mm-hmm. It it exploded got, into it the got main. absorbed yeah. into to where it just it is, took over. It's just the mainstream. It's yeah. just hip hop is everything. You yeah. know, it's on yeah car so, commercials right. So yeah. it's like I may not ident like same thing. I may not identify with any of these dudes if mm-hmm. I can buy. But I'm fucking hip hop. Like, yeah. There's not. There's nothing. Yeah. Like get out of here. You know? Well, I yeah. think it, it, I think it comes down to the when we were listening to it for the for, you know for the guys that we listened to, mm-hmm. they were talking about our time and what we were going sure. through and we were doing. Now these younger cats are talking about what they're into mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like yeah, we can't relate to it because I'm not out there doing those things. Right. You know. It's not for us. Yeah. It's, it's not. Just it's like not. the music when I was 17 was not for. 50 year old dudes, no. you know what I mean? And, and, then, and now yeah. it's not, it's not that made that way yeah. now. Hey, you can appreciate it, especially sure. being a hip hop head. You can appreciate the, 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 the beats and you can appreciate the, you know, the music itself. Like, I was so out of it. That's true. That's, that's true, Katie. <laughs> it says, my brother taught me all about hip hop, but I couldn't be happier. Yeah, cool. that's, that's awesome. Me. That's See, you're a good si- brother. That's my sister. Yeah. You're a good we were brother. talking about that. <laughs> you were- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were talking about man. Yeah. I don't know if I was a good brother or not. Yeah, and I was like, you were a good brother. <laughs> Clap it up! Clap it up for that. See how God works. You see how God works like that. I love that. But and like the lane was so small, like because hip hop was still like yeah. this yeah. Li- this little thing that it was like it all fit into this little bowl, and now it's it's everywhere. It's everything, and it's yeah. like it's. It's completely different. It, it was being made and discovered as we went when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Now the people have come into the world. It just existed. It just always was, you know. Yeah. And like that's awesome, you know. Like, yeah. Fucking Snoop to like young people. Snoop is like an old man. Like this is like an old guy on TV. Yeah. And it's like I remember the first time I saw that dude on TV, and I was like, "There's a crip." On TV. <laughs> I was like, this, yeah. I was like, there is an active yeah. gang member oh, on man. TV talking about crip shit right now, yeah. Yeah. and everybody was just like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and now that guy's, ha ha, like mm-hmm. you, we make, we put him in, we want him to advertise for us. Like, well, this is a, this is yeah. a, this is a gang member on trial for fucking he, he murder. On, he know? on Skechers commercial, Skechers. <laughs> Rose Bowl <laughs> commercial, yeah. or a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. With Skechers. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Snoop, man, everybody yeah. loves Snoop. You know, and it's like, yeah. God damn, man, I remember when that happened. You know, but to anybody, if you're under thirty years old, 
This just always been a cool dude on TV. This is a cool old guy on TV. And my yeah. mom, my mom loves Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know, and my grandma loves Snoop. Like, oh God. And damn. now, and this is this is crazy because like hip hop and, and reggaeton. I listen to a lot of reggaeton uh, as well. Those are two like urban, urban genres where like the the guys that we we grew up listening to are now turning 40 and 50, right? Uh, this is the only like genre where like guys, singers, artists are barely hitting their 50s, like rock and jazz and all. Oh, yeah. We got guys that have been, sure. you know, they're dead already, you know, passed away, some in 90s, 80 years old, 70 years old. But hip hop, the urban culture, hip hop, reggaeton, we got guys that are barely, Just, yeah. barely hitting 40, barely hitting. And so they like, can't talk about what they used to yeah, talk about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So what I love is like, these guys are maturing with me or I'm maturing with them. So like the stuff that I'm talking about is a little bit more, uh, more family oriented, a little bit more about faith and, and just spreading love and trying to do good. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about now, you know. And I think a lot of artists are gonna start to do that too, you know, if they haven't already. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kanye is taking it all the way there, you know. He's a super genius, but he's taking it all the way there, and he's turning off a lot of people, you know. But uh, he's also gaining a lot of fans as well too. Yeah. I love what he's doing because I like that type of music and I like his message. Uh, the stuff that he does like away from music is kind of like uh, out there and it's just too crazy sometimes, but I support his music. There's I love that. Been, and that's been going on since there was music. Yeah. We just didn't have the access yeah. to these lunatics. I guarantee you, whoever was making music in the 40s, mm -hmm. Behind closed doors, this fool's a lunatic. Yeah. Off doing oh, lunatic, yeah. saying wild shit and doing fucking wild shit. Yeah. But fans and whoever, they didn't have the access to these people. Yeah. And there's people around protecting them. Mm -hmm. Through all this time, especially through the 60s, 70s, 80s, you had people surrounding these people that protected them. Yeah. So you didn't find out about any of the wild shit that they're doing, the oh, crazy yeah. shit they're saying. Can you imagine like, if uh, if Twitter and Instagram was around when Michael Jordan you know, was like, playing get fuck, basketball? Get the fuck out of here. Like, this oh, is my not, God. Or even when Elvis and all them were like dating like young, young-ass you know, girls. I mean, these fools... Uh, I mean, Steven Tyler's going to, uh, they're putting him on trial now for this fool. Took, he had, he was at 30, I think he had a 16 year old chick. And because he wanted to travel with her, her parents signed over for him to be the guardian mm. so that he didn't have to deal with yeah. the cops or whatever as he moved wow. from state to state and country to country, you know? Mm. So he could fucking bang his 16 year old girlfriend. And that shit was so in the open. He put it in his fucking autobiography. He wrote about it like it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit was going, like, oh, people have been doing wild shit a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, at, as a human species, we're not, we're not meant to be observed. Yeah. And, you know, that, and have that information yeah. pounded into our brain and be able to put out information 24 hours a day. It's not. So even like for guys shit. like Justin Bieber, who's actually put out like a Christian album, you know, like during the holidays, I think it was, or before the holidays, he put out a little Christian album, which is pretty good. Um, but, you know, like a lot of people, it turns off a lot of people when you start talking yeah. about faith and all that type of stuff. Uh, some people be like, oh, he's weird now. Oh, he's weird now. Yeah. He's one of those. Oh, now he's, you know, he's such a little angel now. Like, it's like, no, nah, man, like I need, I need faith more than ever. Yeah. I need more, I need more faith than ever. So like when, uh, when I started doing like my last two songs, two, three songs have been like, kind of like faith driven. And that's like the message and stuff. And you start to notice you start to notice that people don't hit the like sure. button. People don't relate. They don't want to like um, attach themselves to you anymore. They want to stay because they don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to be like weird like him now, you know. But really, it's like um, I don't think I'm weird at all, and I don't think I've changed at all, you know. Like I'm just like everybody else who doesn't really have like a strong faith or whatever, you know. I still I still think that you could be fresh and fly and cool, and still have you know faith you know and, yeah. and and talk about it and spread the word about it and even like there's a whole genre coming up now called chh which is like christian hip-hop uh chh and it's like it's so dope it's not like gospel rap it's not gospel no, rap where people are like talking about like you know messages from the bible or nothing when like that i was in high school my uh, my two best friends were in a group called prodigal sons which I've eventually became Brainwash Projects with uh, Pigeon John and... Oh, yeah. And yeah, Pigeon John is my dude. I went to high school. Oh, I yeah. went to high And for them and L.A. Symphony, when L.A. Symphony LA came... Symphony. Oh L.A. Symphony. Oh, my And when L.A. Symphony came out, they started off, they were they were a Christian hip-hop group. Yeah. And trying to 
the difference between being a Christian hip hop group mm -hmm. and a hip hop group full of Christians mm -hmm. is like a vast valley, you yeah. know, because like the, the the Christian hip hop community did not want yeah. them making music. Yeah, as soon as you do like something that's like kind of borderline, they're like, oh, you can't be doing that. Or if you did, if if if, if Jesus isn't in the name yeah. of every song, you yeah. know, they're like, yo, you guys aren't Christians yeah. no yeah. more. And it's like, no, we are. We just, there's just other stuff to talk yeah. about. Like, so there's now like, there's this genre called CHH where it's like dudes are like right in, like right in the middle. You know, obviously they're not like cursing and saying all kinds of crazy right. stuff and talking about doing drugs and stuff. Um, but but it's like dope hip hop. Like you wouldn't even like think like, oh, this is kind of like Christian stuff. Like it's really, really dope. And I think, man, like for me, it's like really inspiring, really motivational too for me. Like here's my thing. Like when in rock, I come I come from from the rock part of it. Radio, uh, P.O.D. Sure, mm -hmm. and they made it huge. Yes, and they were a Christian rock uh, Christian rock band. Mm -hmm. Man, those guys were. And, and you know what, man, I don't care. People might talk smack on them now, like you know, like Vanilla Ice and all these sure. guys. Hey, in but the you, moment, in the moment, everybody was about them, dude. <laughs> yeah, everybody was about POD. They were huge, and I and I still like some of their songs. And, when, and when you're in that pocket of like doing what you love, what you believe in, mm -hmm. there's gonna be people falling off, and you don't even care. Yeah. Like, oh, oh but my. see, that's the thing that I don't know why um, we accept or we gravitate to like, you know, the drugs and the sex and the. The, the some of the guys that are doing like the the Satan stuff because or what that's have you. the majority of, of your friends and the majority of people that's but, the... but what I'm trying to get at is like okay you accept that and you're cool with that well, be cool with this sure and what I'm trying to say is like base your judgment on how good it is mm -hmm. now you know what I'm saying yeah like how good is it really yeah like listen to it like this song that you just played for us right now I I know at no point was like oh this is Christian rap Right. Sure. I was like, this is a guy up there talking about himself, his family, what he's doing, yeah. and what what motivates him every day. To me, it was more motivational than anything, you know. And now that you're explaining it, okay, I can see where you're coming from with it, with the with the with the uh, with the great message and stuff, yeah. And that Christian, you know, behind you and pushing you forward. But when I listened to it, it, it wasn't that. Same with yeah. POD. When I listened to POD, it wasn't like. Oh, there's a Christian band coming up. Right. It was you just, they were good. Yeah. And I didn't know that for the longest time. Like, you know what POD stands for? You yeah. Know, you can tell it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, for what a long time. For a long time. What does yeah, POD yeah. Stand for? Like, this song that uh, that we just played right now, like, I wanted a, I wanted a, a driven type of beat. Mm -hmm. I wanted it, uh, like a hard beat that I can just flow on top of. I wanted the, the beat to have like, um, to be kind of aggressive, to have like a tempo to it, you know? And that beat is hard, that beat is knocking. And like, just to be able to rap on top of it and have a, a good message, that was my goal on that one. And then kind of like my um, my way of making music is different on each song, you know? It's like yeah. some songs, you want the beat just to be underneath you and you're just like telling a story or telling a good, a good message. But then there's other songs where you're like, I hear a hard beat and let me just, let me just um, put my voice on top of it. And like with that one, I just hummed it out. I hummed it out. I hummed out the whole song. I started humming it. And once I hummed the entire song, basically had the whole song structured out, then I wrote lyrics to the, to the humming. Mm -hmm. So that's why that song, it just flows. It just flows very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's... There, there's no like one way of like yeah. writing a song it's for your me. Way. Every you know? song has its way. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to ask you, I, I was a big fan of, of, of Marcellus Wiley yeah. and Max. Oh yeah. And I know you were part of that team. Yes. Uh, how was it working with those guys, Max? Man, I really like Max. He's he's very knowledgeable in boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was like listening to him talk about old boxers and what have you. And then Marcellus, man, the guy is like super smart. He's he, uh, he's left corporate uh, media. Now he's doing his own thing, and I listen to him, and uh, he really has a really good like you know view of things. And so, how was it working with those cats, man? Oh my God, what a what a time that was. Yeah, I think that was the the best radio show of all times as far as sports. Yeah, sports nobody could touch that that show. Every single segment was golden yeah. like every single second there was rare times where we were like what the heck was that and the rare times that that was happening um marcellus he put everybody in check 
He put everybody in check and held, held everybody accountable. Like, what is going on? Everybody come in here to the studio. We all went into the room where the mics were. And he's like, what is going on? Let's fix this, you know? Everybody got to hold it down. Everybody's got to play their part, know their role, and do it right. And one of the things that Marcellus would always say to all of us was, because um, like some, some days, oh, we got to do a good show on this one. This is, you know, Lakers just won or whatever. Whatever, some shows are bigger than others, right? Yeah. Marcellus wasn't like that. He's like, every single day that we can't come and do our show, it's the Super Bowl. So whenever the Super Bowl comes, it's just a normal show. Yeah. And I love that. Like, yeah. I, try to, I try to implement that into everything I do. You know, like, uh, when there's a big day at work for me or whatever, like, I'm already ready because... They're all big days. Yeah, because every single day... I was focused. Every single day, I put it in. 100%, I was focused. And, um, and you had your drink. Yeah, that too. That That's too, hard. yeah. <laughs> had you focused. Uh, so, yeah, like working with them, uh, super smart guys. Yeah. Uh, and Marcellus coming from right here, from Compton. Yep. Making it all the way to the Ivy League and to um, Columbia University and then making it to the NFL. I mean, man, what a story there. And then to do what he's doing with uh, with media and taking it behind the microphone and, yeah. and flexing on everybody, showing how smart he is, how funny he is, how cool he is, how funny he is. Like, he's the man, Marcellus. And then Max, super genius. Uh, he'll let you know himself. He's a super genius. <laughs> yeah, uh, ask, just ask him. Yeah, yeah just he'll tell you. Y'all, you ain't got to ask him. He'll just tell you. Uh, and then his boxing knowledge. I love boxing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when he came in to, to ESPN LA, his first day, he was in this area called the bullpen where we all just kind of like, kick back, kick our feet up, and there's a bunch of computers all around the walls, and all the producers kind of, like, sit and, and type and, like, uh, get stories and, and build their shows or whatever. And then there's a table, like, in the middle where the hosts are kind of just, like, kicking around ideas to their producers. He was sitting there, and I walked in, and I was like, oh, damn, Max Kellerman's here. I didn't know he was going to be a part of ESPN LA. Mm -hmm. And then our boss was with him, and our boss was like, yeah, he's going to be with us. He's going to be doing a show. We're looking for uh, his partner, and then uh, he's going to be doing a show. He's going to be living out here and everything. Oh, man, great. And then we started chopping it up about boxing, and we hit it off from there. And then later on, like about a year later, Marcellus came over. We put uh, Marcellus together with uh, Max, myself, and um, other producer, Dave Singer. And that show, oh, my gosh, it was, it was so fun every single day. Every single day was was a great show honestly like i listened to it religiously man i loved listening to it uh i thought it was entertaining i thought it yes. was knowledgeable again i always love when max talk boxing yeah and i like when, when marcellus flexed his knowledge you know what i mean he didn't come off like he didn't need to be hood he didn't need to be this mm -hmm. he was himself mm -hmm. and he let you know hey i went to a good school mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and that's yeah. what i appreciated i think from him more than anything is that he didn't have to try to be like, well, I'm back in L.A., all right, let me be true to the hood and the street. No, nah, he was just like, I'm me. Yeah. I worked my ass off for this, yeah. so I'm going to use it, and I'm going to fucking bring it here. Yeah. And, and I always thought it was uh, it was dope, man. It was dope. I, I, and I would always tell my boys, like, oh, that's my homie right there. He, he produces this shit because it was really something that I really liked. Like you said, not, not only, you know, my opinion as well. I thought it was the best uh, sports talk show. It was a really good show. Yeah, like, there's no getting around. And and, I, and I'm really good friends with Money and Petros and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they came from the K Rock world. Mm -hmm. And but I will say, man, when when you know Max and Marcellus were out there, they were the kings of LA. Yeah, I used to get so many texts uh, in segments. I'd just be getting texts from people like, "Oh, that was hilarious," and this and that. Like that was just so much fun. And they let me. Uh, props to our our boss and to Max and Marcellus who let me do a lot of like uh, parody like type songs mm -hmm. like jingles yeah. I would always I would always use uh, my hip hop my songs my raps to like incorporate that at ESPN ESPN was always cool with yeah. me like remixing songs doing gave songs it that about flavor. Gave, yeah doing songs about Kobe doing songs about um, maybe even like knocking the Lakers sometimes you know yeah. like whenever when Lakers were uh, tanking because they wanted to get a draft pick because they they were just doing terrible. So they they were talking about Lakers should just tank so they can get, uh, I forget who the draft pick was coming up, but um, yeah, I did a song about tanking, you know, like. Um, I, I do so I do songs. blame Max for that though, because as soon as he came to LA yeah, 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 and yeah. he was a fan, they stopped winning. Yeah, yeah. It was Zay, I was like, what the fuck you are? Because <laughs> I think he had mentioned it once. I think he said, hey, you know what? Um, 
maybe I jinxed him. He's, I, yeah, he's I, a curse. He's yeah, a he curse. was a curse. Yeah. And as soon as he left, man, boom, another championship. There it is. It's like, damn. He did it. He did it for the Lakers. Yeah, he had a lead for the Lakers. Yeah, thank, so thank you, Max. We had a blast with that. Like doing the songs was amazing, and mixing my my talent every day with the sports and the rap. I couldn't ask for anything more. And, and the host that you know, Max and Marcellus. Marcellus comes from a from a really good family. Mm-hmm. He has a, a sister, you know, that really that really has his back 100 percent mm-hmm. and he has her back 100 percent wife and kids and he has a really good he's very well grounded with family which i love yeah. i'm all about family yeah. i'm all about you know making the most memories with the ones i love most yeah. that's my motto every day i try to make the most memories with the ones i love most that's my motto. Yeah, man. We're making memories right here on the West this is a memories. Pop Lock Ooh. Podcast. <laughs> this I'm is a, a memory right here. I'm going to tell you something, man. This has been a great show. Yeah. And for people out there, like, this is just another example of someone that has lived and is continuing to live their dream because they weren't afraid. They weren't afraid to send out those emails to Triple G. They weren't afraid to make the song and let it be what it be. No matter who was going to criticize it or say it wasn't good, he didn't care because he wanted to do something for himself. And you have to start with oneself. You have to love yourself. You have to create for yourself. You have to accept what you do for yourself and then give it out to the people out there. Oh, yeah. And there will be people that love what you do as the people loved what you did. You. Thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, try to, I try to use my talents. Like, yeah. for real, like, use your talent, your God-given talent, and when you use it for good, that's the ultimate right there. And one more thing, man. Happy birthday, Johnny C. Happy Happy birthday to you. See what you did, Katie? Are you happy now? Happy birthday, dear Johnny. Happy birthday to you. And that's how we do it on the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast every Tuesday night. 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, Twitch. live on Twitch. Come on, man. West Coast Pop Lock Podcast.com. Mario, thank you. Thank you for thank having you me. So much. We had a blast. Yeah. Later. Dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop!